0: Welcome to Keeping Secrets, I'm Vir Cotto. Keeping Secrets is a web series produced by Dating Kinky about the intersection of kink and privacy. In this series, we'll be talking about the hidden dangers, hidden allies, and practical steps you can take to protect yourself and your community. We give you the information and tools to make informed decisions that are right for you. These webinars are recorded live and then released as a podcast. So if you're interested in participating and you're comfortable sharing, you can join us for questions and chat, just like these amazing people are here tonight. I am your host, Virkoto. I'm a geek, a kingster, and a privacy advocate. You can check out my very out of date website at virkoto.com. Uh, you can email me at vir at virkoto.com, or I am on FetLife as Virkoto, all one word. The opinions expressed in this series are my own. Your mileage may vary. Consult your doctor if after taking my advice, you have an erection that lasts more than four hours. Tonight, (laughs) we will be talking about privacy and love and dating and all those wonderful things. And I am so lucky to be joined by my friend and someone I think uh, most of you already know, uh, and that is Nookie Notes, the founder of Dating Kinky. But before that, and still a extremely well-respected kink educator, a dominant cuckoldress, and an overall cool lady. So welcome.
1: Hey, it's good to be here.
0: So there's so much to talk about and so much to think about when we when we kind of the rubber meets the road, right? So here you are, or here someone is, I imagine that um, I take myself back to being new in the scene and... Um, I think many of us kind of come to into the scene seeking um, love and kink and sex and all of those wonderful things. And uh, there's, there's so much to think about, right? Um, many yeah. of us are are so used to vanilla dating where, um, you know, you just kind of, especially now, especially dating apps, right. You just kind of put it all out there, right. You, you put your name and, and, and you put your photos and, and you put your you put, you put your job and your your income and everything out there and here we are with kink uh, dating where you know some of those are, are still in place but but others are, are not so so maybe maybe let's start there I, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on what some of the differences are between and I'm gonna I guess focus on on online dating but just generally dating um, from for, uh, for from a perspective of a vanilla person getting into kink dating
1: so kinky dating is really i mean from my perspective now keep in mind i've been in the scene um off and on for nearly 30 years now so um i'm a little skewed to be fair um but vanilla dating is not really all that different from kinky dating it's just kinky dating has two factors that are important to understand. One, the more kinks that you have to have, or that you need to have, or that you want to have, the more you narrow your options of people available. Um, Not unlike somebody who might have, you know, uh, might be looking for a partner who's into a very specific extreme sport right? If you're looking for somebody who's into, remember extreme ironing, this is maybe 20 years ago, there was a brief flash in the pan of extreme ironing. Now, let's say you're an extreme ironing uh, enthusiast and you want your partner to also be an extreme ironing enthusiast. This is going to be a little bit more complex to find than somebody who might say um, golf, right? Or put up with golfing for that matter. So there's that. Um, And then the second aspect is one of the reasons that not all of the reasons, but one of the reasons we might be more concerned about um, privacy when it comes to dating is if we are kinky, then that's not something that's generally considered like super socially norm, right? Like it's not super accepted as of yet. It's a bit titillating. It's not something you generally talk about in in um, uh, polite company. And so putting yourself out there as a kinkster who's interested in connecting with other kinksters has both the challenge of finding those other kinksters and of um, maintaining your privacy for a um, long enough period of time or to enough of an extent um, that you don't have additional issues that come on as a result of dating kinky. Um, just in a little branding there. So, you know, those are those are going to be the two biggest factors. And, of course, tonight we're going to be talking about the second factor. But I think it's important to understand that a lot of the times we might be willing or tempted to be a little less careful with our privacy and our safety because it can be so difficult to find um, somebody who seems like what we're looking for um, in kink. And I would suggest that perhaps um, it's good to, you know, kind of set your boundaries ahead of time and then stick with them based on uh, the needs of your life versus, you know, the super hot, uber kinky, uh, domly dom or, you know, subby sub that, you know, pops up in your inbox.
0: I mean, you're bringing up a a lot of really important points, right? So, I'm I'm gonna start with there with, with what you just said at the end about you know, we have our desires, right? And for many people who are just joining the scene, it's it's a world opening up. And I, I think what's what's not always clear to us more experienced kinksters is that it's that the lines of of what are appropriate and what are norms in our community aren't always you know They're they're not something that somebody from the outside are going to necessarily know, right? You you wouldn't necessarily know when you come into the scene that it's not normal to be asked what you do for a living. It's a pretty normal question that most people, you know, go through when, you know, meeting a new person at a, you know, at a social party or, you know, if you're on a... A, a blind date or a date, you know, maybe you met online. Um, so, so what do you do for a living? Tell me about that. In, in our community, that's not a, that's not really an appropriate question in most situations. Um, and yeah. so there are a lot of those kind of situations where, you know, the norms of our community are so different. And then as you pointed out, and I think really insightfully, when, you know, when we are opening up to these possibilities, and blossoming, um, a lot of unreleased emotion can come out, desire, and um, yeah. uh, you know, pent up feelings of, of all sorts. And it can, it can uh, do things to our hormones and our energy and our just everything about us. And and it's and it's very difficult in those altered states to make really good decisions. Uh, it's very very easy when you're revved up to make decisions that you regret and so I think you you pointing you're pointing out just an extremely important point which is understanding the norms of the community and then setting boundaries for yourself and really sticking to those boundaries and and um you know I think so many of us uh, and I will include myself have not done that um and and in many cases, you know, have been burned by not not doing that properly. So that's that's a really good point. I, I also really like what you said about, you know, this just being another selection criteria. So, you know, I think about this in, in a similar way.
2: Do you love women in charge dynamics? Are you ready to take your feminine dominant skills to the next level? To learn to dominate safely, creatively, and most of all, confidently? Looking for information on how to encourage growth, learning, and discipline in your power dynamic? Or maybe you want to learn how to really submit in a woman-led dynamic, Are wondering how to find the right dominant partner for you, and to learn and train to please her the best way possible. You're in luck. FLR, Femdom, and Women in Charge is happening online June 10th through 12th and is now open for registration. Get your ticket to get access to the special learning and interactive events leading up to the weekend. Enjoy Femdom-centered content to share and discuss. Plus, get your personal invite to a special Discord server to meet other Women in Charge enthusiasts to get to know each other and connect before and after the event. Find out more at womenincharge.info, that's womenincharge.info. To someone who
0: might be, let's say, very religious and and part of a, a small, you know, a, a smaller community of of a you know a, a less popular religion, let's say, and you know when you when you're when you're part of that kind of group and you need to stay within the faith, you're going to have fewer uh options you know to choose from and and it can also be very tempting between the the new energy and the fewer options Mm -hmm. to start to settle and those boundaries get very muddled um so i I don't know if you want to if you want to talk about that or not but
1: i actually i'd I'd be happy to talk a little bit about that in fact um i just grabbed a i'm going to paste this in the chat there's a link to a fet life writing um, by one of our other presenters, Miss Bossy Butterfly, who's absolutely a doll, um, talking about the effects of NRE and um, how it encourages misinterpretations and then, you know, lapses in judgment, someone misses red flags, um, someone consents to something that they normally would not consent to, um, being obsessed with the relationship to the point of ignoring other commitments, relationships and duties. Um, and I sort of paraphrase that directly from the article. And this is an important point. So one of the things that you mentioned while you were um, you know, talking about this that brought up in my head a word that many of us are incredibly familiar with, and that is frenzy. Right. And so the idea being that, you know, somebody who is just finding kink for the first time or is maybe um, to to look at a, a vanilla example, somebody who is just out of a really difficult relationship will often go into frenzy. They're doing all of the things that they've wanted to do. And they're, you know, like, finally going jet skiing and they're finally, you know, staying out on a Tuesday night drinking if they want to, because they don't have a partner they have to go home to. And they're finally, you know, living their life and expressing their authentic selves, which is valid. Don't get me wrong. In kink, people who do that often um, find themselves making questionably, um, judgmental decisions, right? Like they're they're not making good decisions. And we term that frenzy people who are so obsessed with experiencing the kink, all of the kink, or, you know, even this one person or this, you know, working their way through the many people of kink. And we, we, we've all done this in our own ways. Um, so I'm not, you know, I'm not pointing any fingers and I'm not judging the experience, when that leads to making poor life choices or putting your privacy and your security in um, jeopardy, that's when the frenzy is actually considered frenzy versus, you know, hey, somebody's just having themselves a good time. And that's something to definitely be aware of. Um, And the word that you use that I think is really, really critical. And I've been on a huge soapbox about this lately. I'm actually working on a book about it, is boundaries. Boundaries, and the title of the book is boundaries are sexy as fuck. And because the idea is if you set your boundaries ahead of time and you know what's important to you for your privacy, for your safety, and then even beyond that, for your mental well being, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera and you stick with them, because you know that these are important to you, you're going to have less challenge than if you, you know, hop in, as Miss Butterfly says, you know, hop in with both feet, you know, into the deep end of the emotional NRE swimming pool, and then you just take things as they come. And that's going to be, you know, the biggest challenge, because you're going to be finding yourself in circumstances you probably never ever considered and without a good framework or foundation of boundaries, you're 50% likely to make the wrong decision as the right decision.
0: So you use the term twice um, and I made note of it because it's a term that we use a lot in our community, but um, somebody who's new may not know it, so NRE.
1: NRE, new relationship energy. So this is the the Twitter patient, right? The the obsession, the mania. So normally, when um, we start dating somebody and we're falling, right? Everything they do is magical and beautiful. You know, you 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 can't possibly sleep through the night together because you know every movement that they make in bed wakes you up and you get a tingling down in your goody bits, right? And You know, it's it's super exciting and everything is new and wonderful and in love in NRE uh, traditionally lasts. If you're looking at a long term relationship, it lasts up to 18 to 24 months, but depending it can it can end earlier as well. You know, maybe they do something that all of a sudden, you know, jolts you out of that mania, out of that, you know, Everything is beautiful or whatever, but new relationship energy. And it is a powerful, heady mix of, you know, chemicals and hormones and things that make you go, mmm, delicious stuff.
0: So um, you talked about boundaries. And I, and I want to, I think that's a great framework for thinking about privacy. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to start. I'm going to, I'm going to talk just a little bit about the, you know, if, if somebody is new, they may not realize just how, um, precarious being found out as being kinky can be. Um, you know, I think for many experienced kinksters, you know, we, we know these stories, like it's, you know, it's, it's drilled into our heads. Um, people, you know, who are found out are sometimes ostracized from their community. They're ostracized from their family. They're Fired from their jobs, especially if their jobs are public-facing or involve medical things or children or anything like that, or have a morality clause. Um, mm-hmm. People lose custody of their children um, if they're found out to be kinky. So, so there are a lot of these 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 hidden dangers um, in in being found out um, or you know, we call it being outed. Um, that you know someone who's coming into the community might not not be aware of, so let's use that framework that you've just talked about that you're writing this book about in terms of boundaries, and let's apply that to privacy. So, what are some boundaries that you think uh, would be good for someone to to stand up around their privacy?
1: So, I have a a, a set of. Um guidelines you know when it comes to you know dating and meeting people in the kink world especially starting online and then going offline or um even like using fetlife to find events and meeting people there right so like sort of community stuff dating you know connecting sort of stuff um photos right photos and video video um visuals are a great place to, to talk about boundaries. Then there's um, personal information, the types of things that are identifiable. Then there's um, your overall kinky footprint, what sites you're on and whether or not you're willing to move off of those sites onto other sites. Um, or other, other types of communication like you know text, phone calls, et cetera. Uh, And then from there, going into the actual meeting, being in the same physical space as other people, including um, determining how you're going to keep yourself safe at those events. So those would be the basics for me.
0: That's that's a great answer, um, and and you know and I guess I'm I'm really aiming tonight's conversation t- toward somebody who is new and and somebody who is mm-hmm. not you know part of our community because I think it is easier for someone within the community to who's already part of this to say well these are the these are my privacy boundaries and these this is what I'm willing to discuss and and what I'm I'm, I'm not and you know we already have the sense of we already have a sense of that but somebody who's again who's brand new may not um now let's let's we've done the 101 right we've done the all right you know you're not going to tell someone where you work you're not necessarily going to tell them your 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 wallet name you're maybe not going to send them a picture of your face the uh you know at least on the first message exchange um but what's so interesting about our community is that once these possibilities for uh relationships, and I'm using that term very specifically to mean any kind of relationship opens up, we get all kinds of non-traditional, non-heteronormative hetero uh, type of relationships. So we get all kinds of non-monogamy and, oh my goodness, so many different varieties and so many different possibilities of non-monogamy. We get uh, relationships that are purely power dynamic and have no romantic uh, and sometimes have no sexual component. Yeah. Um, you know, we we have, uh, and I actually want to stick to that. The idea, I think, for many people, the idea of 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 dating, um, uh, you know, is, uh, well, let me say it differently. What I think is so interesting about dating kinky, the form that you created, is that in some ways you are redefining the term dating. You're redefining what dating is because, um. It is challenging in a vanilla setting to, to say to someone that you don't know. Um, and I've been here trying to do this. Um, um, oh, hi. Uh, and I'm, you know, and I'm a, I'm a cishet male. Um, hi, nice lady. It's really good to meet you. Would you like to come over to my place while I tie you up? Um, That is a challenging thing to talk about in a vanilla setting. Um, Mm -hmm. But maybe all I'm looking for in that moment is a play partner. And maybe I don't want to, you know, do anything beyond rope. Or maybe don't want to do anything beyond flogging. Or maybe I am looking for a power exchange where it's not romantic and it's not going to lead to getting married, um, or, you know, or, or any kind of multiple or, you know, plethora of possibilities, I guess. Um, and, and, and specifically, I, I want to kind of come back to this non-monogamy because I think it is so tricky, um, negotiating privacy in the non-monogamy space. We, we did a whole episode about it. Um, but I want to hear your thoughts on, you yeah, know, well, when you disclose that you're non-monogamous, you're also disclosing that your partners are non-monogamous assuming it's consensual non-monogamy. 100%. 100%. That's,
1: that's, that's a huge thing. And then it's also, I mean, so one of the things about, um, you know, non-monogamy is, is it assumed and there's no right or wrong answer here, but is it assumed that you share everything with your partner? Right? So any additional partners might come in and say, you know, I have to assume that you know you're going to share this with your your primary, if you do hierarchy, your nesting partner, your you know whatever. And these are conversations that are often forgotten. Um, and so it's you know, hey, I, I'd prefer that you not share this with you know anyone, including your nearest and dearest. Right? We have a tendency to sort of take these things for granted. And, um, like I said, there's no right or wrong answer, but knowing the answer can make a huge difference. And that's, that's a factor in consent, right? So also like, so let's say, um, my partner is in government. He's not, but let's say, um, and I am non-monogamous and he's in government. So I'm out with another partner at a restaurant where somebody can see me right then we have the whole um you know will and jada pinkett smith you know concern going on where the tabloids just blow up and suddenly you know everybody knows that they're non-monogamous and that you know for some reason it didn't work so well um so even your actions of being out and about can have repercussions on people other than yourself. Um, So that's something that is um, worth having those discussions about and figuring out where your comfort levels are for both yourself and then what are you willing to do to keep your partner safe if Your partner has, um, you know, bigger privacy concerns, or what is your partner willing to do to keep you safe if you know you're the one that needs additional privacy?
0: Those are those are great questions, and and I think another, and and although you haven't used this term, um, I think an idea that's very that kind of goes to the heart of of kink in in partner selection and i'm being very vague when i say partner selection because that can mean pretty much anything is this idea of designer relationships of the idea that you know maybe you know maybe i have you know a partner or so let's start with an easy one right maybe i'm asexual right i'm looking mm-hmm. for another presumably probably going to look for either another asexual partner or someone who's at least okay with me being asexual um, uh-huh. or maybe I'm a romantic, I'm a non-romantic person, and and you know, somebody who needs a lot of romantic attention is probably not going to be happy with me. And then that can extend to, hey, I'm looking for a play partner. I'm not looking for someone that to have romantic feelings with. Maybe, maybe, or maybe not. That play includes a sexual element, or maybe it includes a sexual element, but not uh, penetrative sex. For example, maybe mm-hmm. it doesn't involve fluid exchange, or maybe it does, right? And so, you know, we in the kink community, I think, are very used to this idea of, of people in our lives fulfilling different roles. And we don't even necessarily consider that, depending on the, who, who it is, we don't always consider that non-monogamy. I think for the outside, that's clearly right. non-monogamy. But within our community, sometimes that's just called, "Oh well, I have a, oh yeah, I'm totally monogamous." I mean, yeah, I have this play partner, and I mean, yeah, I mean they're naked when I tie them up, but like, but well, we don't have sex, um, so you know, that's that's. <laughs> well, that goes that back. I- to,
1: mm-hmm. That goes back to boundaries, though. What are the boundaries of your relationship that um, define? loyalty, or monogamy to you. Right? So, you know, that's, I think that's a big key is, you know, knowing moving forward, what, what are those definitions for you and your partner, and you know, where you overlap in that relationship?
0: Um So, God, there's so many places we can, we can take this. <laughs> Actually,
1: I mean... really, I'd just like to, I just like to touch mm-hmm. on something because you did mention, you know, sort of the idea of redefining dating. And I think that it's important for the purposes of this talk, when we're talking about dating, let's talk about what the actual term means. And that is setting aside time to spend. Right. Like so it can be a friend date. It can be a play date. It can be a, you know, mate date or a love date or whatever. But if you can say, ah, it's a date. Right. Then we're looking at how do we create these types of relationships where we can make these dates and negotiate for them and so on and so forth and still maintain our privacy.
0: That's a really good point. I hadn't even considered that, right? That, that, that going back to the the basics of these terms, right? They're they're so loaded um, that it can that it can just become obfuscated. Um, so, you just said
1: obfuscated. I love that
0: obfuscated. Well, I've been up since three in the morning, so so you'll have to forgive <laughs> hey, me. Here. I'm um, a fan
1: of the five dollar words, so you so, know.
0: Um, you know, look, I, I'm in a tricky position here. I want to talk all about dating kinky. Um, But I recognize that not everyone is going to uh, already be using Dating Kinky and and sometimes people will be using other sites or or other apps. Um, I think I'm going to do a little pre-plug of Dating Kinky here in that I think that Dating Kinky is somewhat unique, maybe completely unique, but somewhat, at least somewhat unique in the flexibility that it puts up front about what one is looking for. Other other dating apps and other frank other frankly other kink apps aren't necessarily as flexible about that and so that's really important. Um, but but let me let me turn the question around. So here you are. You've got this site with you know lots of users. You know you know what they're not what every individual is doing, but you see the trends. You understand what what your what your members are doing. Mm -hmm. What do you wish they did more of when they were using online dating services like yours?
1: Um, I'm going to, I'm going to make that a multi-part answer. The first part is very, very simple. I really wish that, and this, this is hard. And I'm going to, I'm going to qualify this. This is hard for humans because humans have spent millennia growing into humans, and we've really only had computers for a very short bit of that time, like a a drop in the bucket. Um, So the first thing I would really love to see people doing in general is treating other people as humans, not as kink dispensers. And, and, And some people will say, oh, you know, yeah, 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 men are just like that. No, no, I promise you. We all have a tendency to strip others online of their humanity um, unintentionally because that's the way our brains work. If we don't actually have a living human person in front of us, that's challenging. So that's the first thing I would say, period, end of story. Treat other people like humans, even even if they're shitty humans, treat them like humans. Um, So that's my little soapbox going to privacy. I would love to see people being both more open and more careful. (laughs) And what I mean by that is, and this goes back to what we've been talking about, which is gonna be a thread through everything, knowing your boundaries. Because once you know your boundaries, you can be as open as you want in all of the other areas, and super careful in the areas that protect your privacy. So let me be clear. I am out. You see my face right there. If you are looking at the video, you see my video. You see me all over the place. Many of you know my vanilla name. I I don't I don't shout it to the world, but it's out there and I don't hide it. I'm not worried about that. My parents know I run my own business. My partner knows like and we're somewhat circumspect for him. But at the same time, there's not really any risk that people are going to be like, oh, hey, his girlfriend is super kinky. Got to cause him some trouble. Right. We don't have kids, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So for me, these things are not so much of an issue. However, I am very, very passionate about people online being more careful. Like I used to way back in the day, be a moderator on one of the other kinky dating sites. And somebody I knew came up to me and started talking to me about um, some challenges they were having with somebody on that site. And I said, oh, well, then, you know, just report it and we'll take a look at it. And they're like, well, you know, I left the site with them. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, well, and they ask me for money, you know, someplace else. And I'm like, well, we can't do anything about that. Like, you know, and, and, and they're like, well, why not? And I'm like, well, are they the same username on that other site? Well, no. Okay. Well, how do we know, right, that this person is the same as that person? Something very basic. But the the thing that it really came down to is I said to this person, I'm like, you know, there's a huge banner up above that says, please don't give money to anybody, right? They're like, yeah, but you know, that was the only way I could meet them. I'm like, did you meet them? <laughs> no, right? So it's 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 an understanding of what are you willing to do? What are you willing to give? How are you willing to risk yourself? Are you willing to, you know, tribute, for lack of a better term, $50 to somebody you may never meet. If the answer is yes, by all means, go up to and including that $50 and not a penny more. If the answer is no, you're not willing to do that, is there a number you're willing to do, right? And again, go up to and including that number and not a penny more, even if that number is zero. Set the boundary ahead of time so when the question comes at you, you're thinking with your, you know, boundary brain, and not your NRE brain. That's yeah, a So weird.
0: yeah, sorry, I won't, you, I won't cut you off.
1: No, no. But that's that I mean, that's it like it's it's you can be super open about things like, you know, yeah, you know, like I had this great experience last night, and we did all of these things and blah, 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 something that you're definitely not going to talk about with your vanilla friends, right? You can be super open about that. And still never ever cross a boundary. Because you've already got those safe, so you don't tell them, you know exactly what area of town you live in. You don't tell them where you work. You don't tell them your phone number. You don't tell them, you know how many kids you have, and so on and so forth. Because those are boundaries that you're not willing to cross until X, Y, Z, you know um, conditions are met. Period. End of story. This is how you protect your life. This is how you protect your children. This is how you protect your loved ones.
0: That's, I mean, God, there's so much there. Um, so I think something that many people don't know about me is that I used to run a, a sex chat service and I saw these same boundaries being uh, toyed with. And that's the nicest way I can put it. I'll, <laughs> I'll, the, the least nice way I can say is people were catfished, lied to, manipulated, oh. uh, et cetera. Um, and, uh, I will, by the way, I'll think with myself. I was catfished a number of times, um, on, on my own platform. Uh, in fact, I, you know, it's funny, you mentioned that moderator thing. I'll, I'll give you a very quick story, which is that I had a, I had one of the users complain on my platform about another user. And they said, this is so terrible. You need to do something about this person. And so I said, okay, you know, I'll, I'll take a look at it and I, I spent about a week just trying to figure out what was going on, and um, just looking at what what little information I had, and started piecing it together, and when they logged in, and and what device they used, and because I didn't have access to everything, so I had to you know really look at these clues, and it took me about a week. But then I realized that what had happened was that the person who complained to me and the person they were complaining about, yeah, they were the same person, and this was all. Uh, this was all a thing they were doing mm-hmm. to mess with me, yep. <laughs> um, the site yep. admin. Um, and so I think that you know your your discussion about boundaries not only applies to dating, it applies to any kind of especially sexual interaction you know it applies to sending photos to someone it applies to telling them where you live giving them your phone number moving off the platform you're on onto another platform um mm-hmm. you know when i was when i was more active on that site i started writing posts and, and I, some of them are on my website and on fetlife about how do you vet a person you meet online i, I met a lot of subby folks who, you know, someone would say, oh, I'm an expert flogger, you know, with 30 years of experience. And, you know, they were 23, Um, (laughs) you know, and, uh, you know, and I would say, well, wait a second, you know, how do you know that they're going to be good at what they're doing or know anything? So I started writing guides and the same applied, frankly, to tops, you know, to Domi folks Mm -hmm. like, like myself and like you, where, you know, a subby person, if you're coming into the scene for the first time and, you know kink is 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 on offer you're going to get a lot of offers that are really beautifully tempting right oh i will do anything for you mm-hmm. you know my body is yours to use my mind is yours to use and boy if you're a uh, d type you know that is just uh you know it 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 is a hard it is a hard thing to siren song um mm-hmm. and and so yeah having those boundaries and I would even go so far, and this is difficult when you're just starting out, to, to ask for help from somebody in the community and say, hey, can you help keep me on track? I wish I'd had that. I wish I'd had somebody that I could come to and say, hey, um, am, I, am I doing crazy here? Is this, you know, does this seem, you know, and it doesn't necessarily mean that, that person would tell you don't do it. They might say, well, different way. Maybe, maybe yeah. yeah, yeah, go meet them but maybe have a backup plan or, yeah, 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 you know, go sex this person or, you know, go on video, but maybe you don't want to face if you're doing this or that, or the other thing, you know, just, just some, some, a little bit of guidance. Yeah.
1: I'd like to real quick, I'm going to throw into the chat um, because, you know, we just talked about this. So we've got two guides on dating kinky. Um, one is for photo privacy. And one is specifically for video privacy, um, because these are important and because like, you know, for example, this weekend's event that's coming up. Um, it's not just presentations like this one. It also includes social, which have audio and video. And a lot of people do want to participate and still you know, maintain some sort of, of privacy. And so, you know, we put together the video privacy tips and we send that out with all of our information that goes out about the event and so on and so forth. Um, because, again, these things are important to us, right? We don't want anybody to be harmed by their enthusiasm for meeting and connecting with other kinksters. Like, that's really really important to me. But you know, you said something that I think is is worth going back to Veer. And that is, you know, you were talking about, um, you know, catfishing. And um, I, I had I experienced my first official catfish, oh, I don't know, 14 years ago, well, maybe 12 years ago, let's say 12 years ago. Um, It was uh, my partner and I were open to Non monogamy, and um, met somebody in chat, literotica chat, back in the day, and um, she seemed wonderful. Made a plan to come out and visit, ended up not coming out and visiting because you know one of those reasons that catfish come up with. And I immediately, my my guard went down, and I said, I'm not involved in you know this anymore. Um, A couple months later, it turns out that some people who knew this person from chat unraveled all of the details. The person wasn't who they said they were, wasn't the picture that they sent, was, you know, the little girl that she was claiming was her own, was a girl she babysat. Like there was so many things. And then it turns out that that same person was like 15 different people in chat right, that all knew each other and argued with each other and created romances with people and they weren't all the same gender, they weren't all in the same area. Like this was a person who was seriously bored at home and made up like soap operas and involved live people in them. Um, and then another story that's a little bit funnier but yet also incredibly horrifying is as a, a moderator on that site, there was this person that I nicknamed Hines because they had 57 identities, all genders, all roles. Some of them had been on that other site for like as long as 10 years. And they argued with each other in the forums and they would gather groups of people together to like, you know, argue their points and were really respected. Um, But they would also then like go and meet somebody with a message, get to know them. And then as things started to fizzle out with that personality, they would then go and quote unquote, meet that person in a different personality and sort of seem like super familiar and somebody I could like totally get along with. So these things are like really, really scary. And the thing to keep in mind is that having your boundaries not only helps you, but recognizing when other people don't have healthy boundaries. Like, you know, Vera, you mentioned the, the subby sub who will come and say, I will do anything for you, Mr. you know, Grand Lord Domley Pants, right? recognizing that, recognizing when other people do not have healthy boundaries and not falling for that helps you not erode your own boundaries, right? Having your own boundaries and requiring others to show you that they have boundaries as well helps you not erode your own in order to meet them where they are because they seem wonderful,
0: yeah it's that fear it's that fear of missing out um that's so powerful um so uh, I just looked at the clock and I went holy moly this conversation <laughs> is going so fast and it's so smooth buttery smooth um and i but I want to get to the promo where we'll talk even more about dating kinky and then we'll uh, I want people to to ask their questions in, in the yeah, at uh now and and during the promo and and during the questions um But I want to, before we get to how great dating kinky is, let's talk about how great dating kinky is. And, um, you know, let's, I mean, you a direct question, which is what kind of internal, (laughs) this is a very boring question, but I'm going (laughs) to ask it anyway. What kind of internal policies um, has dating kinky? Because I know privacy is important. What Mm -hmm. kind of policies has dating kinky taken up or adopted when it comes to handling this extremely sensitive information that we're talking about?
1: Um, so we, we do a lot of things. One of the things that is really important to me is we do not sell or share our database period. End of story. Um, we're not like if, so if somebody came to us and wanted to promote to our members, um, we definitely work with them on that, but we would promote directly to our members for them versus, Allowing them to quote unquote buy our list, which is what a lot of places do, or um you know allowing people to even not buy it, they call it you know sharing with valued or trusted partners. Yeah, we don't believe in that shit. Um, we also would uh, we we prefer not to allow um people to show. Any photos with multiple people in them on dating kinky. So for example, we don't allow um, couples accounts, Um, we allow couples to join as separate individuals, and then to connect themselves in relationships. Um, But we have uh, just a couple of years ago, we started putting a policy in place that we do not allow multiple people in photos because you can 't be sure that one of them is somebody that 's not consenting, for example um so little things like that, we have a watermark that goes on photos because I personally have had photos stolen from many places on the internet and then used um and people have said, "Oh, you know i you have another account over here, and i 'm like, nope, nope, that 's not me." In fact, here's an interesting story. One morning, so this was before we had the the policy about more than one person in a photo. One morning, my girlfriend, um, who is one of our admins, said, hey, did you set up a new test account yesterday and use that photo of us? And I said, no. And so she pulls up this photo of us that was posted on Dating Kinky by me years ago. And she said, oh, it's still got the watermark on it. Somebody had literally stolen one of the founder's photos to set up a new account. Like, seriously. And once she like she paused and once she like actually looked at it the way she would look at all photos, because our photos are screened first by our AI and then by a human. Um, once she looked at it the way she would look at like, all of the photos just to make sure that like, it's not like weirdly hinky or anything like that. She's like, oh yeah, it's already got the watermark. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, that's a way of knowing, oh shit, you know, that photo was stolen. Now our plus members can turn the watermark off if they find it offensive, but that's one of the ways that we help protect your privacy because if somebody steals a photo and they're gonna pretend it's them, they don't want a huge watermark from a dating site on it, right? Like things like that. You know, so we do we we do little things that we can think of or that I have thought of over the years that I'm like, hey, it would be really shitty if somebody did this to me as a human. And so, you know, we put into DK um, things that prevent that. Uh, And if somebody reports somebody else's as uh, false, for example, is like fake. um, We reach out to that person and say, hey, you know, somebody thinks you're fake and. Um, You know, would you be willing to go through some sort of verification process with us? Um, Now, to be honest, 99% of those people absolutely don't respond. We're cool with that, right? Okay, so you are fake. Awesome. Good to know. We get that taken care of. But some people do respond. And, you know, we real quick, you know, work with them as humans. And then we're like, hey, no, they're real. Sorry, buddy. You know,
0: yeah, no, that those are that's a great answer, and I, I think we're gonna. And I already see one question about dating kinky, so I'm gonna jump into the word from our sponsor and other people who have got questions. I want you to uh, please, if you yeah, feel please. comfortable, share them, and then we will we will ask Nuki. Um, but you know, enough talking about dating kinky. So let's talk about dating kinky. Uh, <laughs> uh, this this series that you're watching or listening to right now, keeping secrets wouldn't be possible without, without the support of dating kinky. Um, and thanks to you, Nookie, for, for um, having, you know, giving me your stamp of approval and, and, uh, you know, sponsoring essentially this, this show. Uh, it's, it is very important. And then um, I think it's a special thing that, that dating kinky uh, supports um, something as, as critical as, as kink and privacy. And I don't just mean critical as an imp- Important. I mean, critical is in, you know, we ask hard questions. Um, you guys, you know, and, I, and I say you, I should say folks, you folks have been incredibly supportive to me um, in helping get this information out to, to you, <laughs> the audience um, who, and participants. Um, and so I want to talk about the awesome things that you are doing uh, in offering Getting Kinky Plus and why I think it is a great deal for everyone and why everyone should be. Buying and subscribing to Dating Kinky Plus. So, I'm going to start with what's important to me, which is if you're here, if you're listening to this, if you're watching this, if you're listening to the recordings, presumably you care about kink education. That's why you're here. So, whether it's this series on privacy, learning BDSM skills like rope, flogging, or fire play, or soft skills, and there are so many of skills, how to be a better dominant, how to be a better submissive, how to understand, you know, these boundaries that you're talking about, communication, uh, non-monogamy, all these, you know, relationship skills, you know, all this stuff. So whether you care about hard skills or soft skills um, and you want to learn more, that's where Dating Kinky Plus comes in. Uh, Dating Kinky has tons of webinars, just, just like this one and that you can you can watch, you can listen, you can put them on in the background while you're doing the dishes. Uh, this is a library of kink educational material that has over 400 hours, probably more now, right? 400 hours on so many topics. Um, whether you're a newbie, whether you're experienced, you're gonna learn something about, about power exchange, communication, like non-monogamy, mental health, geekiness in the scene just, or, you know, or maybe privacy. So joining Dating Kinky Plus uh, also gives you access to books like books that you, Nookie, have written, uh, like The Big Book of Ass and FLR, Femdoms, Women in Charge, and Next Stop O-Town. If you sign up, you'll also get access to additional features in the Dating Kinky app. You know, this app that we've been talking about, this finding awesome people to do the awesome, some things with well you'll get extra features if you sign up so you can find someone to connect with and do these awesome things Um, so you've got amazing content you've got awesome kink education you've got access to premium features in the app there's so many reasons to pay for a dating kinky plus subscription and yes you have to pay but look at what you're getting and look at what you're supporting. So you get access to the education material, dating kinky plus uh, app features and more. And of course, and maybe you thought I forgot, but you will get access to uh, the event that is coming up. And of course now, because I've been up since three in the morning, I have forgotten the, the name of this event. So, Nookie, you're going to please help me remind me and the audience what this event is and why they should attend.
1: So uh, starting tomorrow, we've got sensuality, sex and orgasms. Um, And I put the words in that order for a reason. It's about learning to give and receive more pleasure. And I'm super excited about this event because this is our first weekend event that's actually planned to continue beyond the weekend. Um, So we've actually got additional uh, presentations planned even beyond this weekend. But this weekend is going to be all about learning to give and receive pleasure from, again, sensuality. You know, sex and orgasms in that order. Orgasms not necessarily being, you know, the be all end all, but the sensuality, you know, being the primary importance in how we give and receive pleasure. And for cryptid, just want to throw in there, we've got two classes that are going to be focusing in on sensuality and hypnosis. So, you know, super excited about that. But yeah, and that our plus members get access to that. And then the other two events that we have coming up this year, in June, we have FLR, Femdom, and Women in Charge. And in October, we've got Into the Woods Fear and Primal Play. And so, you know, these are events that uh, normally will be ticketed. But for plus members, they are just a part of your plus membership so
0: yes so many good reasons to join and uh i I believe it's still ten dollars a month is that yep 9.99 a month 9.99 a month what i mean that's that is an amazing deal for uh all the education i mean just think if if all you did you know while your waking hours was listening to these educational materials you'd have You'd, you'd have a good year of educational materials to go through. You could just have it on all the time and my God, mm-hmm. what a good uh, dominant, submissive, switchy, toppy bottom you would be. Uh you'd be <laughs> monogamous, non monogamous, you could you could just be everything all at once. Uh you'd be I think I think you would glow with with the energy of kink, uh, I I I, I, uh, I don't think I could handle that much uh, in once I have to <laughs> spread it out over several years. But by then, you'd have another four hundred hours, and so I think I think it's just perpetual. Yeah. With that, yeah. <laughs> With that, let's let's get to questions. Um, so I'm gonna start here, um, because I remember me had a, a question. Ah, uh, duh, 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 Sorry about this. Uh, does dating, does dating kinky profile their own users for targeted marketing
1: or other reasons? So internally, yes. I mean, so if like, for example, one of the things that we're working on right now is like one of my passions is cuckolding. So we're working on something that's set up so that you know, as people choose interests on the app, like and Interest, if they choose Cuckolding, we'll be able to offer them um, the option to sign up for more information about Cuckolding. Um, we do not currently have other advertisers or marketers on the platform. And again, we will never share the platform um, or the people in it in that way, but we might, um, and we rather than say might, we are planning to eventually take advertisements that will be targeted based on the information that a user provides us. So let's say that um, I am on the site and I am a hedonistic, dominant, cuckoldress, pimptress who is polyamorous and monoromantic. Let's say that um, you know something comes out that's targeted primarily towards um, feminine presenting dominance because I have put in my profile that I identify as a woman, we use genders um, so woman, man, um, gender fluid, etc 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 because I identify as a woman and because one of the roles I've chosen is I've chosen. I've chosen is dominant, those ads. Could be targeted directly to me and bypass Veer, and the reason for that is um, partially to make things like that as uh, efficient as possible for our advertisers, but also because you know long term it makes no sense to show you know, every single ad to every single person when we don't have to. There's no reason for Veer to have to slog through, you know, five ads a day that don't apply to him at all. Um, So we will be using the information that people put into Dating Kinky internally for Dating Kinky and if we go beyond the boundaries of the actual dating kinky app or the actual dating kinky site, into let's say, for example, like email, that is a consent-based system that not only requires prior consent, but then also includes very easy unsubscribe options.
0: Wow, awesome. that is an, an an awesome answer, and I think I think it's awesome on many levels. Um, frankly, just how um, open you're being uh, and just, just honest with us about, about your plans. Um, I want to just respond to Rain here. He, Rain said, I'm loving Vir Koto's voice in this commercial. Uh, Rain, uh, Vir is a uh, an experienced hypnotist with a serious hypno fetish and goes into trance sometimes. And I think that is the voice that you are hearing. Uh, uh, I don't know if Cryptid was also talking about that, but uh, I did notice that I was going into a lovely, a lovely trance. Um, So, uh, so me asks, hey, Nookie, as you briefly mentioned here, what specific AI does Dating Kinky use?
1: So we have um, we have a couple of AIs right now that we either have or we're in development on. The first AI is the one I I mentioned, which is a photo AI. And what that does is essentially we have an AI that's through um, the Amazon servers that we work with that uh, just looks at photos and helps to sort them into um, safe and explicit. And one of the reasons we do that, and this, this this comes less to privacy and more to consent Um, One of the reasons we do that is because I believe that if we are, you know, standing in a room together in person, and you waggle your willy at me without my permission, that is a violation of consent. Um, I feel the same way online. It's not a big deal. I mean, all of us, you know, who have been on FetLife have seen plenty of willies that we either did or did not want to see. But the original concept behind Dating Kinky was that we do not allow explicit photos as avatars because I consider that a a consent violation, a teeny tiny one, but still, it's unsolicited dick pictures. Um, In addition, in order for Dating Kinky to be um, accepted and good digital citizens, on Google Play and the Apple App Stores, um, we have to have a way to uh, determine which is which are explicit photos and which are not in order to not show explicit photos uh, in those apps without you know, certain hoops being jumped through. So our AI goes through and it does a first pass on all of the photos looking for potentially explicit things and then that helps our humans go through and quickly approve or deny things as explicit or as not uh, non-explicit um, and that just saves us a ton of time because when you have you know a couple hundred photos in a day that AI pass can really make a difference um, moving forward the another AI that we use is and this is less on the front end that would affect you but more on the back end we have an AI um, that does research. So when I'm looking up information about things, I have a specific AI that I can type in a couple of keywords and it'll crawl the internet similar to Google, but bring things back in an organized um, outline form for me to then kind of sort through and start you know, picking and pulling information out of. And then an AI that we're in the process of developing is one that will go through and um, look at patterns, not specific messages like we don't care about your specific messages but look at patterns of messages and behaviors so that for example um somebody sends out you know a a series of messages that all have like certain keywords and so on and so forth and that person ends up long term being considered um a risk to our population for one reason or another, they're they're a jerk, they're a spammer, they're a scammer or whatever. This AI would start, you know, kind of pulling those things out and suggesting words that we might want to put into filters to help us keep an eye on certain accounts because we are, we try to be proactive with keeping an eye on like the fake photos that come in and, you know, that sort of thing. And this would help us like, Hey, you know, this person is using a bunch of keywords, not necessarily the keywords they're using, but they're using a bunch of, you know, keywords that lead to, you know, a probability that this person's, you know, a not good actor, take a look at their account, right? And that can tell us um, a little bit more, like in, in case we missed them, or in case the first time we looked at their account, it wasn't as filled in, we have found some people who, you know, they'll create an account, they'll start off with something that looks good. And then like three or four weeks later, they'll go back in and change it. And then they get reported to us. We're like, hey, that one checked out, they must have like changed it. So um, the the scammers out there are getting more sophisticated. So we're looking for ways to, you know, help reduce that and keep and this is, this is maybe not so much a privacy issue, but a safety issue. Help keep our membership as safe as possible by being proactive.
0: It's it's a it's a very challenging thing to 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 balance those two things out, and I think the most important thing is what you're doing here, which is being very open with the community about about how it is you're addressing these issues. Mm-hmm. Um. So me asks, does uh, dating kinky accept Monero? In case uh, folks who don't know what Monero is, it's a cryptocurrency. It is. Um. I I, I know that uh, So me may disagree it's in the same realm as uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum. It's another uh, cryptocurrency. So maybe I'll even broaden the question, does does Dating Kinky accept cryptocurrency?
1: So we are able to accept some cryptocurrency through, like for example, um, other platforms, like Cash App allows cryptocurrency transfer. However, um, it's not something we're really super experienced at and it is something that I'm looking into, but I want to be clear, it's not a huge priority for me until like Q3 or Q4. Um, I've got a lot on my plate. We've got a lot of things growing and the a new app that's in the process of being tested and so on and so forth. So I want to make sure that we've got things as solid as possible before I'm adding on too many other options. So
0: yeah all right um we've got a we've got a lot from me and so me we've got a lot of me going on um uh so if well krypton else... did
1: say that, that he's concerned now that all of the people on the internet might be the same four people so it's entirely possible it's
0: entirely but, possible uh... yeah um, <laughs> so i'm gonna say if anyone else wants to jump in i will you in the queue, just because um, let's not see just let's not only see the same two hands. Uh, Do you store me ask? Do you store users legal information? And I'm guessing by that they mean like their wallet name, etc. If so, Mm -hmm. could you talk a little bit about how and where that is stored?
1: Yes. Um, So it really depends. Um, It depends on how people choose to pay. Right. When it comes right down to it. So, for example, right now on Dating Kinky, um, you can use a couple of different options for payment. We have um, five or six in place. I mean, let me just double check because I want to give you the right answers. And we've just been updating some things as well. So I, th- I think it's important that I actually look up so that I'm saying exactly the right thing. So right now you can choose to pay with PayPal um, with Square. Um, with ACH, with Cash App, with Venmo, with Apple Pay. So, yeah, um, six right now. So if you choose to pay via PayPal, um, there's two ways to pay. One, you have your own account and you're just sending money. Two, um, you don't have your own account and you're using a credit card. If you have your own account and you're just sending money, then that ad- that account can have whatever information you want in it, and the money you send us will only transfer that information over to us. Um, so that's that could go either way. With Square, you're using a credit card, so there's certain information that has to come through, and that's usually first name, last name, um, the credit card information, and the... Um, billing zip code. We do not keep the credit card information in any of these situations. Um, those things are kept by, by you know, the, the people that process, so PayPal or Square. We do receive um, the name, for example, and the billing zip code if you give that to us. Uh, with Cash App, Venmo, and Apple Pay, those are completely... You know, those are as anonymous as you choose to make them. Um, and again, even that information is stored by them. So the information that does come through is generally speaking, wallet name. Sometimes people give us phone numbers because they want us to have it. Um, when somebody, you know, volunteers for us, they sign an NDA. So we keep that information and we keep that in hard copy, off of the computer, but we do have a um, secured document signing system. And um, same thing when people present for us, we uh, have an agreement in place. You know that you know we we know their information um, with for most of them. And again, we keep that um, sort of offline. And then we do have one database that includes you know consumer information as it comes in as related to orders that they you know actually pay for so for example like here we don't require that you put in an email address we don't require that you put in a specific name you know just to come to you know this free event if you choose to purchase from us and you also choose a non-anonymous way of doing so then we have to maintain that additional information for our records. It is not kept on our servers specifically, it is kept on secure servers specifically um, built for handling payments and sensitive information. So, and then only people who have signed NDAs and and specifically work for Dating Kinky have access to that. We don't we don't allow volunteers um, into any information that might
0: um be sensitive. So wow, that was a very comprehensive uh answer. It's, it's a hard question. Uh I'm going to switch the orders around since it's just me and Omi and then I'm gonna say if you if you have any questions, this is this is the last uh batch. If you have questions beyond this you'll need to ask them uh separately. Um again just because we did a me question now I'm going to a so me question. Um <laughs> so me points out that uh, some issues with the Amazon AI. I'm not going to um I'm not gonna go too deep into that. Um folks that wanna click that link can can do so. Um for the for and then they say for the second AI photo scanning, uh, boy, this is a very technical question. Um I don't know <laughs> if we I don't know if we wanna answer that, but but you know, I'll propose it anyway. Um, are you locally hashing our photos and searching by those hashes, F- uh, ho- searching by those hashes for in web-based database databases. Um, and then they go on. I'm wondering if our private photo hashes will then be databased by using it on the, on an internet based search. So I'm going to actually jump in here and translate that. Um and SOMI, if you think I am translating that poorly, um you know you can please say so. I'm I'm happy for you to, to tell me that I am doing this all wrong. Um a hash is sort of like a fingerprint. Um so basically, are you taking a digital fingerprint of the photos and storing those digital fingerprints in a database that people can then look up on the, the web? Would that so me uh would that be an accurate um, summation of your question. Um, maybe you want to start answering it. while, so while yeah, we're, I, yeah,
1: yes. OK, so um, the way we do things is when you upload a photo, the original photo is. Um, for lack of a better word, fingerprinted into different options that include the watermark, right? Um, and stored in places in buckets that are not available to anyone outside of the um, authorized domains that make use of it in this case, Um, membership.datingkinky.com. They're not searchable. I mean,
0: I think that's a for for a technical person, you've actually it's kind of like that show. um, uh, Fool us. Right, you, you, you've given the magician uh, enough information to know the trick, um, but if you do, but if you don't know the trick, uh, you uh, you won't get anything out of that. Um, <laughs> so now I'm gonna go to, to me's question, which is the last question of the evening. Um, let's see here. Well, actually they have two kind of follow-ups, a quick follow-up on the user profiling. You mentioned doing it internally. Just please, please be mindful that if you're planning to use third-party tools that they don't have access to that information. That's more of a comment. Thank you, me. And then another Actually, question.
1: we'd be building that entirely um, in-house because of exactly those reasons. We are not having, we're not allowing what I call my Kegel. It used to be, if you remember ASL, age, sex, and location, um, in Dating kinky, I call it Kegel, which is um, kinks, which would be kink roles and kinks and in interest, age, gender, and location. Those those four things are the things we might market towards and build profiles from, but those would be kept entirely in-house. So anything that gets served would have to use um, our local code in order to make that happen.
0: Got it. Um, and then, so it's going to be the last question of the evening. I know people are still asking, but, but we said that this was going to be the last uh, round. So I'm sorry. So me, um, but, uh, so, um, me asks, do you require face photos for dating profiles on dating kinky?
1: Absolutely not. And in fact, most of the time we don't even recommend them. Um, what we require is a photo of some sort. It can be a picture of like, you know, a drawing. It can be something that you like. It can be something of you. That's one of the reasons that I put up, um, and I'm, I'll, I'll include this again for those of you who might not have uh, caught it the first time around, is the um, kinky photo privacy. Um, I have an entire chapter in um, the book, Dating Kinky, which is free to plus members. Um, call all about you know photos and how to um, set up your profile in such a way so that you have really good photos, and um, it's called "Pick Thy Photos with Care." It's from the Eight Commandments of of Dating Photos, and it talks specifically about if you use face photos, how to pixelize them, or how not to use face photos, or how to wear a mask or whatever um, because of privacy issues. So the only thing that we require is that you have some sort of interesting photo of some sort so that you know when people are talking to you, they have something to put with you. But anything beyond that, what you choose, it can't be explicit um, for an avatar photo and that's it. The choice is up to you. Oh, and let me also add, we don't allow like hate speech um we don't allow like super like racist cartoons or you know like anything like that. We we don't we don't allow anything that would be um obviously super offensive to people because you know dating kinky again is about treating people like humans in addition to being kinky. And so yeah, that's a very long way of saying no, we don't require face photos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but you answered it and, and it's and it's a good question and, and a good answer as well really comprehensive so i'm going to talk about some upcoming shows um then we're going to stop uh but after that uh we'll those of you who are live with us we'll keep we'll keep going uh for a little bit um but i want to talk about the upcoming uh keeping secrets uh in march we'll be doing reading the labels and so that is when something online advertises itself as secure or encrypted or private, um, really being able to understand what it is that they're saying, cutting through the marketing and, and cutting through maybe somebody's privacy policy. And and Nuki alluded to that earlier when, when she talked about uh, trusted partners and sharing with trusted partners. That sounds so good sharing with trusted partners. Yeah, it's usually <laughs> not. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, in, in, um, I believe in April we'll be doing. Uh, no, actually, the that, the BDSM privacy in the law is in um, is in May. So um, in April we'll be doing uh, keeping your privates private. That should be privates. I just typed that. Your privates private, which is all about instant messengers. Um, this is one that people have been asking for for a while. So so, what are some really secure instant messengers? And I will mention that I'm talking about generic instant messengers. So I'm not talking about, for example, um, using instant messengers on Dating Kinky um, because you may not want to message your grandma on Dating Kinky. By the way, if you do want to message your grandma on Dating Kinky, I have no problem with that. you know that depends on your grandma um but but these are things that uh, everybody can use um and then we'll be talking uh then month after on bdsm privacy and the law with mean streak mile wide he is amazing awesome i am so looking forward to having him on um he his presentation about bdsm and the law was one of the first that i saw um it really helped Uh, focus my thinking, and I think he'll bring a a new perspective to this topic for everyone. So I am really excited about uh, the upcoming shows, and I hope you all join us.